Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello. And app developer, Russell Ivanovich. Howdy ho, neighbor. Russell, you have had some feedback. You asked the listeners if you got a special Google Home delivery, would it work in Australia? And I think they responded. They certainly did, Yasmin. I said, you know, do I look fat in these pants? And they're like, you sure do, Russell. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should ask about the Google Home instead. So here are some of the responses. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce this listener's name. They have a, a very cool Irish name, but they said, I have a Google Home working in Ireland for the past couple of weeks. Everything is spot bar. Some issues with a Chromecast audio. So I think that some people are having problems... Um, I think streaming Chromecast audio stuff to the Google Home, but I don't think that's related to it being an island. Someone else from New Zealand, I'm not even going to try and do this accent, although really I should. It's it's a national pastime here in Australia to, uh, to rag on the New Zealanders. But he says, just got my Google Home in New Zealand yesterday and it worked great. So there you go, it worked great. And there was a Reddit thread as well, which I just have to read you the title of, Yasmin. It's, okay. and I'm going to do my Australian accent because I'm allowed to do that. I received my Google Home in Australia, mates. For, oh, sorry. I received my Google Home in Australia from a mate in the US and it's bloody amazing, was the uh, title of the thread. <laughs> so it seems like in general, and there was a lot of people um, ping me on Twitter. They're like, let me know I'm interested in importing one of these two. It seems like for the most part, if you happen to import a Google Home into uh, you know, not its country of origin to a different country. Um, it mostly works. There's a few localized things that sounds like they don't work, and sometimes you have to tell it, you know, I'm in Adelaide or I'm in New Zealand or I'm in this place. But it seems like for the most part, it's it's good to go if you want to get your importing uh, fingers ready on all those websites. Should we be worried that, that I, it's bloody? One at a time, please, please. I just have to. I just have to wonder what accent you have been using if you had to switch <laughs> to an Australian accent. Oh, I've been discovered. Are you yes. actually from Chicago, and this was just the best you could do to sort of set yourself apart from everybody? I, I did notice in Hollywood. I, right? I respect your choices. A lot of Australians, Andy, in sport. A lot of Australians. It just seems like if you put on an Australian accent, you can succeed in life. So I've kind of taken that path, and I've just been discovered I, on the show. I, Let's just keep it our secret. I will say that my usual and highly successful method for if I need to like get off a subway car and like there are people getting on or if there's like a crowd of people like lined up at an airport gate that are blocking like people who need to just get the other way, I will like just basically use an Australian accent because for some reason, they if you go, excuse me, pad me, oh, beg your pardon, excuse me, thank you, much. excuse me, beg your pardon. <laughs> For some reason, it's like the, if I say, excuse me, move your butt, excuse me, get out of my way. Da, da, da. It's like, oh, he's Australian. He's fun. He's jolly. It's okay. He's just being direct. Either or that or they've the seen bag. Crocodile Dundee and they're just waiting for, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And they're just parting like they're like, oh, I'm going to get out of this guy's way. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Only I may criticize my country. Hello, fellow I Australians. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't get away with that. So, uh, yeah. Australia, lovely place yeah, you, with you, terrible internet. They hated me for not liking Vegemite. They hated me for something else I said about something. Now you can hate me for aping the accent as well. You're welcome. <laughs> Just put some shrimp on the body. You'll be good. <laughs> oh, mean. I, I don't... I, sorry. Sorry, I, I, I'm just saying. You know, go, go ahead. I, I, I'm just saying. That I'm distancing myself from being an American from, from who this, does the shrimp yeah. in the park and Barbie I, thing. I, I better better move on so that I don't get the Australians uh, to to hate me. I love you, all Australians. Just ask Stephen and Mike. What happens when you mispronounce the Ooh. place of one of our favorite beaches? Still, still a sore point for those two I hear. Is it Bondi or Bondi? Bondi, as mean always Bondi. Another update for the Pixel, um, and I think it's going to come in an update. I don't know, but there is a screenshot, and underneath the, underneath the moves, they've added lift to check phone. Now, Pixel or the Pixel device like doesn't include the ability to lift up your phone, and your uh, the, like ambient display pops up so, so that you can see your notifications and also the time. And I'd have to say that's my biggest pet peeve of the Pixel. When I first got it, I was like, "Why is it not uh, doing that?" That's like the weirdest. Why? Why is it not doing that? It's been able to do it, you know, since like Lollipop. What's going on? But it looks like they are adding it to the moves uh, section and you will soon be able to get that. Hopefully the update will come soon. So I'm excited for that because that's been one thing where I'm like, why, why can't I just lift to see? I miss that feature. Uh, there are... <laughs> 
There are also rumors that contactless payments are coming to Android Wear. Um, and also in one of the updates, there was some code. You know those uh, Android police people, they just like to dig in the code. Uh, and there is rumors that they've turned on instant apps. So potentially something coming soon, at least there's testing. Uh, who knows? It's all in the Google Play uh, Services version 10. So I'm excited for that because I think instant, uh, instant apps uh, have the potential to be really, really cool and will be interesting to see if uh, developers actually integrate into that because not having to download an app and being able to use utilize the Android app, so it's essentially just streaming the Android app from the Play Store, would be super awesome, especially I found this as I was traveling uh, to California and they have to pay for parking and they're like, download our app for parking. And I'm like, oh man, if I could just like NFC tap you know, and then it would launch the app and I would be able to pay and then go on my way. That would make my life so much easier instead of having to go in there, create an account and all that, all that jazz. So I, this, the future looks bright. Uh, again, the contactless payments coming to Android Wear, potentially this has been something that Yasmin has been, I'm talking to myself uh, about myself. Yes, I have been wanting this feature since like the first Android Wear watch and I was always hopeful and every release, it was like a disappointment. So please, I hope this is actually true and it's actually happening. Yeah, it sounds like a simple thing, but having worn the Apple Watch for like six or seven months, you don't realize what a hassle it is. After you get, after you get used to how simple it is to pay for things with your phone, you don't realize how much of a more hassle it is to have to take your phone out of whatever pocket you have it in and wake it up, as opposed to whatever hand you have free just Pink, lay, lay down your lay down your your wrist, and it actually works. It does. It makes it feel that much more like stealing, uh, which is a good thing for this sort of transaction. I I am ready to quickly spend money for my wrist. Give it to me, Google. I'm ready for it. <laughs> With a flick of the wrist, I drain my entire wallet. What's this magic trick? Yeah, I guess the the thing they'll have to um, figure out is the security measures. I know Apple Watch has it where you have to put in a password, but that's and then it stays active until you take off the watch. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they how they do that. Although I will say this quick thing that I did get Daydream, um, the Daydream headset, and one of the first things they had me do was create a pin so I can make purchases within Daydream, like from the Play Store, which I thought was pretty cool. And I hope they bring that over to Android uh, TV because that is uh, one of my pain points. So on Android TV, do you have to actually type in the password? Yeah. So I actually surf for stuff on Android TV on like my Nexus player. And then I search for it on my phone, pay for it via fingerprint, and then watch it on the TV. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Such a seamless oh. experience. Yeah, it's. I'm just like, who's going to type in their password? Uh, but yeah. I wish there could be just little notifications. Just be like, hey, would you approve this purchase? And I'm like, yes, yes, please. But you know. yeah, that, that's that's definitely one of those things where you get once you get used to it, it's hard to get rid of it. You know, um, which is a good moment to mention that uh, Motorola is doing their usual like Black Friday stuff. So if you've been if you have not been uh, sort of encouraged by our discussions to, in the last five minutes to wait. Until you can get a a, a, a a Android Wear watch with NFC, so you can do contactless payments. Uh, right now, it appears that you can go on eBay through a trusted seller and get the Moto Sport for 360 Sport for 99 bucks. And also, I'm looking for the link right now, but I believe I saw that uh, their Black Friday sale on the second generation Moto 360. Uh, that's my the watch I wear every day is 100 going to be 100 dollars off. Uh, so that's a pretty good deal. That brings it down into like sport watch, uh, excuse me, or fitness band uh, uh, realm. And that's I think I think that once you get to, into the hundred and fifty dollar range for these watches, that's when that suddenly becomes <laughs> that's when it suddenly becomes something you'd like to have someday to something you would like to have right now. And I also uh, saw that the Google Home is going to be on sale for ninety nine dollars, so it's down thirty bucks. So Damn. that's awesome. Starting uh, starting the twenty third. So Did by you the see time this really is out. Sale on flights to the U.S., you know, like $50 flights or something. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what? Uh, a flight to the U.S. would be cheaper than shipping costs to Australia. So <laughs> I think you it should would, do actually. it. <laughs> and we have a special message from one of our sponsors. Yes, Yasmin. This episode is brought to you by Linode. 
Uh, Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes them a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. Um, you can get a Linode server up and running in uh, literally under a minute. Just $10 a month is the basic plan. You get two gig of RAM. Um, you'll be able to choose your Linux distro. You know, if you prefer the Debian or Ubuntu or, you know, whatever your flavor of Linux is, is you want, they've got it. Uh, I know that location right from the manager tool, and that's, that's it. Click, 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 boom, you have a, a server in the sky. And you might be thinking, oh, you know, what kind of stuff can I do with this server? Well, you could run your own private Git server. You could host a large database or databases. You could run a mail server. You can, any sort of powerful applications, you know, and so much more. You've got industry-leading SSD storage. You've got a 40 gigabit network. You're in a proper data center. Like, it's, it's a proper, you know, virtual machine up there that you can do basically whatever you want with. It's, it's a really cool thing. So as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material, uh, you'll not only be supporting us, but you get $20 towards your first plan. So if you think about it on the, the $10 a month plan, that's that's two whole months. Uh, you also get a seven-day money-back guarantee. So if you log in and it's all too powerful for you or whatever, you can get your money back, no worries. So lino.com slash material to learn more. Uh, sign up and take advantage of that offer. Or if you're already at checkout, you're super excited, you're like, oh, Russell, I must have this now in my life. Material20 is the promo code you want to use. And we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of FM. Well, if you're in the United States of America, congratulations. That's it. I had nothing, no news, just saying congratulations for being – no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> congratulations in the sense that you're getting a four-day weekend. It's Thanksgiving on Thursday. And, you'll, and if you play your cards right, you will spend at least 28 hours of that in some sort of a food coma. Uh, and uh, I'll, suffice to say that just about every company that has a, P, has a PR people on retainer has been filling my inbox with reasons why this is particularly relevant for that company or service. Uh, Google, however, has a page that's kind of fun. Uh, uh, because they, uh, of course, they want you to take a look at Google Trends, where they take a, they 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 try to divine information about our cultural experiment known as humanity through the search terms that have been happening. Now, some of these things are. Um, I'm not sure if I needed to know that uh, there there is a lovely graph that indicates that uh, searches for the word turkey tend to spike in November every year. Uh, but it's uh, here it is. If you go to Google Trends, it is indeed a, arranged in a very, very nice graph. Uh, but they've also arranged like other things like uh, I don't I, it's interesting that uh, they, ha they have a, a search uh, search map for a colored map of the United States on top searched turkey cooking styles. And I don't know whether it was intentional that they colored in red states for people who uh, people who smoked their turkeys and blue states for uh, uh, people who roast their turkeys, but it seems to fall almost specifically down political lines where red states politically are smokers, uh, blue states politically are uh, are seem to be roasters. Um, but the one thing we can all agree on is that if you braise a turkey. You're some kind of damn freak, uh, because nobody is. They, they have they have a they have a dot here for green for people who braise them. Uh, if you are in South Carolina or Louisiana, you fry them. That's okay. You at least have are in step with the entire cultural of the culture of the state. Uh, the uh, Michigan people they grill them. I think that's mostly because they just want that as a source of heat. Uh, but I think that we're all, again we're supposed to be united against the braise. I don't even know how you would braise a turkey. That just seems like. It seems like it's medically contraindicated. You're taking an already rather risky uh, bird meat, and you're basically making it super extra hyper complicated. I I sous vide my turkey, but even that's cooking on some sort of a regular continuum of applying heat and killing bacteria. Um, so it's 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 always fun to see uh, numbers that sort of back up our prejudices about ourselves and bore ourselves while we're waiting for that damn bird to defrost and uh, continue to brine. Uh, more relevant maybe, especially over the course of this weekend, uh, they've, had, they've made a, a sort of a secret enhancement to the popular times business search feature. That's the one where magically when you now look for uh, information about a search Certain business, it will give you a graph on how popular, how busy this place tends to be, hour by hour, uh, week by day by day, uh, and historically that's been built on historical data. Uh, now they've actually sharpened that so that they can get it to you almost live. Uh, it says here that it's, it's using uh, anonymized uh, location info and also uh, timeliness of recent searches to guess how busy it might be right now. So if you think that like your local coffee shop. Uh, 
tends to be most tends to be very busy right now at 4 p.m. on a Saturday, uh, and usually that, that's based on historical data. It can also now tell you that suppose uh, tell you that's uh, for instance uh, you don't know that there is some sort of a parade going on uh, that has caused everybody to want to hole up in this coffee shop or in this bar. So maybe usually this uh, this coffee shop is not terribly busy at 7 p.m. on a Thursday night, but right now for some reason it's really really busy. So maybe you want to avoid it. So as you're trying to find ways to drink and regret your thought, your impulse to go out this weekend and go out shopping, perhaps this will also help you to avoid even worse decisions, uh, such as trying to get a table at a place that is notable for actually having tables when actually this is where everybody's having their AA meeting uh, for uh, for uh, their post-holiday times. I've got to ask Andy, as the, the international host here, um, where do you stand on pumpkin pie versus apple pie? Uh, I don't tend to stand on them. I would rather eat them. Oh. Uh, I tend to get uh, whip topping on my shoes. <laughs> uh, expertly dodged, Andy. Uh, expertly dodged. I'm. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll only. Say, I, I don't. I, I don't dislike pumpkin pies. I'm just saying that uh, I'm making a, a chocolate cream pie and I'm making a like apple and multiple berry pie. It's just it's. Okay. If I'm going to be making okay. a pie. You know, all right. I, I, I like, and, also, and I, I will also say that the, the reason why pie there's it's my favorite. Pie. <gasps> yes, no, me. Again, nothing, pie nothing, nothing against no, it. If I, now fight, guys. It's more. It's more like. It's more like. I, I like a really, really good pumpkin pie, and it's not within my skill set to know exactly how to prepare the spices. Usually, either someone else is making it, and if I'm bringing, if I'm bringing it, I will buy like a, a good like farm stand uh, made pumpkin pie. I think one thing we can agree upon is that we need to have at least one pie that you can use that aerosol ready ready whip, because you just want to get that serve the pie and then go. <laughs> so good. Yes, so that, that's oh. why there's the chocolate cream pie because I just want to go. <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, this is funny, right, Russell? Because you don't have pumpkin spice in Australia, right? Like, I'm sure like, they I'm exist sure you, somewhere. No, it's I'm not sure like you it's, have it's illegal it, but it's not at the like border, and they're thing. like making Johnny Depp like, apologize for bringing pumpkin spice to the country. But it's not. It's not common. No, not as far as it's I know. It's not common, right? Yeah. So that's actually uh, kind of uh, funny because it's like, oh yeah, you've like something like pumpkin spice, which is in everything when it comes October and November, especially like pumpkin beers, pumpkin lattes, pumpkin pumpkin everything, like anything that you can think of, put some pumpkin on it, and it's in America during October and November. And I'm not really complaining because you know I love my pumpkin spice. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting thing I remember from last year being like Russell. Russell's like, what's a pumpkin spice latte? And I was like. What? Yeah. What is this? What is this? I've, I've researched them since. I know all about them. I've never drunk one, though. I need to know, though, Yasmin, is, what's that yellow cheese in America called? Is it Jack cheese? Is that involved somehow as well? Because that stuff oh, is also to be more specific. We, we have oh. many cheeses. Oh. The one, the some, one that is of, yellow. Some of our aerosol as well. <laughs> Sun does come out of a can. Uh, <laughs> makes, the, makes for the best cheese sticks, right? Um, there's lots of cheese. Cheese whiz, perhaps, you're thinking of? No, I'm thinking there's the yellow, yellow cheese and it's in everything. So it's in the obvious stuff American like cheese? macaroni and cheese. But then you just order random things in America like fries and they'll come with some kind of yellow cheese on the top. Anyway, that, it doesn't that matter. Gen- general, generally thought of as whiz so whiz. that they don't have to actually – they don't have to commit to – That is a terrible a name for project. cheese. Whiz. Usually, well, <laughs> and it's a yellow, terrible name for cheese <laughs> like I'm but not, I'm a not wonderful topping for a steak sandwich, I'll say. <laughs> America. <laughs> What are you thinking? Please don't whiz on my <laughs> on my sandwich. Don't take a whiz on my sandwich. Another interesting uh, bit from your chart, Andy, is that it tells you Thanksgiving food shopping trips. Um, not a surprise, but most of these states are covered in a dark orange for alcohol. This is like the last minute shopping list and everyone is looking for a wine store. Although it makes me laugh because, uh, in Alaska, it doesn't say wine store. It says liquor store. It's just like, no, we, we're not looking for a wine store. We're flat out looking for just straight up liquor. And, you know, I don't blame them. I would, I would be searching for uh, the liquor store. And you know what? The cool thing about Arizona, where I live, it's not a dry state, so I can buy alcohol any day that I please, even whoa, on a holiday. Whoa, what what, what is a dry state? Dry states. Oh, it's not surprise, a concept we have Russell. in Australia. Well, surprise to me because I've grown up in Arizona my whole life. Uh, but in some areas of the country, it's called a dry state where you can't buy alcohol on. I think it's the holidays and. Even sometimes 
the weekends, no, I don't remember. So wait, the, exactly the shops the are still open. So it's not like the shops are closed. So oh, okay. So uh, you know how you can buy here in Arizona, you can buy alcohol at a grocery store. Is that the same in Australia? No, we we separate our stores still in most most places. Okay. We believe in separation of food and alcohol because alcohol needs and to alcohol. have like a separate drive-through. I'm assuming you guys have these as well, but we have like dedicated drive-through with like two lanes. We're we're a bit crazy for alcohol here. <laughs> there are some drive there are some drive-throughs, uh, but yeah, in like the dry states, they separate it like Australia does, where they have like liquor stores, and they're actually owned by the government. So it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. Um, so you just can't go to the grocery store and buy alcohol. So every time we have family from Minnesota visited, they, they go into the grocery store. They're like, oh, you can buy beer and <laughs> wine? What is this madness? Uh, so then, yeah, that was, a, that was a surprise for me when I went to Minnesota on 4th of July weekend and there was no alcohol in the house. <laughs> yep, in, our, in our little Puritan fishing colony, it was uh, for, uh, for most of my life, you could not buy alcohol on Sundays. You can go, you can go to, you can go to bars, but you couldn't just go to a, go yeah, to a packy and, uh, and buy, and, and buy beer. So you can go to a co- bar. You just can't go buy it. Like you can go right, to the exactly. bar and drink it. It's just, it, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, we're, we're, again, in many ways are a simple Puritan fishing colony. We are Sunday is God's day. Ah. <sighs> uh. And also, I think I think I think I think it's mostly because if you had to, in the old days, if you were spending six hours on a Sunday at mass, if you could drink, wouldn't you? <laughs> and there's olden times for for <laughs> sure, for sure. But here's something that brings back the olden days, Andy. Is I feel like it wasn't that long ago we were being a little bit angry at Motorola. They're like, we don't want to release security updates every month. We'll do it when we damn well please. And no, you can't have Android 7. Like, get off our lawn. And today they're all like, hey, official Motorola blog. By the way, the Moto Z, or Z, I guess as, as one of us would call it, um, is now daydream ready. It's going to get Android 7.0 Nougat. And by the way, the the graphics card and whatever that's that's in the, the little chip that's in there is daydream ready, which I'm a bit conflicted by because... More than recently, Motorola has been like, yeah, we're not doing updates, but it seems like when the updates have, you know, good marketing things that go with them and potentially you could do a blog post and get more people to buy your phone, then we're interested in giving you a software update. So I guess it's it's good and bad. Can I be both happy and sad? Is that allowed? This is a good news for all the phones out there that may not think that they are daydream ready, <laughs> but one day they may wake up and an update may come to them and then they will be daydream ready. Phone, you just got to look within you and find it. <laughs> that was this was, when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute, you can like send an update and daydream magic happens? Like, cool. I did not know this. So uh, I'm assuming that they had to release the phones and they couldn't make them, day, they couldn't announce that they were daydream, daydream ready because uh, daydream wasn't out yet. I don't know what the, the whole thing behind that, but I think it's cool that you can, you know, your phone, new phone could potentially. Mostly not likely, but could potentially wake up one day and be a daydream ready phone. So, congratulations to all those Moto Z users. Yeah, all seven of you. Congratulations. I'm sure you'll write in <laughs> after I said that, but I, I think it's a good thing. And hopefully, this is something Motorola continues even when there's no like PR benefit to it. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it would be nice. I think I think it's a, it, the good news is that those of you who have uh, understanding, but uh, understanding and helpful uh, relatives and friends who are buying you like daydream accessories for your phone, but don't realize that it's not for every phone. You won't be you don't you won't have to have that talk with them about did you have did you get a gift receipt for this because I can't actually <laughs> use it. Yeah, we'll see if uh, the Moto Z doesn't run as hot as a Pixel. I got my daydream headset over the week, and I was using daydream and. Oh my goodness, does the pixel get hot? And it is hilarious because there's a notification that says, please like turn off daydream. The phone is really, really hot. And I'm not kidding you. Uh, as I was like typing a message, I was holding my phone. It was really, really hot to my hand. Like it was almost like a hot potato. I had to hold it in between two, uh, like move it around between my two hands. So man, the pixel gets, you are not lying. It gets super, super hot. Uh, <laughs> I think we've just learned what the glass thing on the back is for. It's, yeah. Let's try and dissipate more heat. Yeah. Fried, fried eggs. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. It's like a, one of those ceramic uh, cooktops. You play yourself <laughs> a daydream for 20 minutes and then you feel like eggs. They're... You just crack, boom, done. 
I don't see. I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't. I'm not going to make fun of this. It's. Uh, I do think it's interesting. Um, uh, Google is partnered with a <laughs> partnered with a company to create a music festival uh, called Good Fest, uh, which is being described as a first of its kind live stream festival for good. Uh, it looks like it's going to be in multiple sites, uh, streamed live for everybody. Um, the only the only problem is that you see the uh, Apple, or rather uh, uh, Steve Wozniak, decided in the early days of Apple, 1982, that gosh, now that uh, now that Apple is publicly traded and I'm a gazillionaire, I'm going to have a rock festival. Uh, and the purpose of that was to put on a rock festival and have like New Wave Day and Punk Day and Rock Day and Pop Day. Um, uh, of course, this is 2016, so I'm, I'm reading off the site right now, which is at goodfest.good.is. Uh, introducing Goodfest, a first-of-its-kind live stream festival for good, presented by Pixel, a phone by Google. Goodfest is a celebration of progress, positivity, and the power of people to push the world forward. In five live stream shows, we're bringing together music, community, and technology to raise funds and connect people in the name of good. Um, and so now you get into my, my problem that even if I am a little bit confused about about uh, the what practically they're going to be doing about this. If I put any, even like one gram of negativity in this, boy, do I look like a jerk. So I'm saying that I'm glad that uh, Google is uh, happy, helping to underwrite some sort of a music thing. Music is good. Uh, we like music. Uh, apparently there, there are live things happening in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, New Orleans, uh, and New York City. So uh, good. Uh, that's good because people in, in the United States need some good feelings right now no matter no matter what you believe or what side of whatever you fall on you could use just let's just go to a music venue and chill uh but it's interesting that this is not uh it's it's hard to I, when i when i've read about this on business insider and then followed it to the normal site it's hard to tell that it is being like kind of like a google co-sponsored co-working thing it definitely looks like uh they're using this as an event to promote the pixel phones but it's hard to know that this is something that is being that google is uh is trying to make happen uh it does a uh, business insider does uh, mention it as a partnership with good media a company that produces its own website and quarterly magazine and forms media partnership designed for social impact and it also says that essence there you go. Essence, which is the name of Google's digital agency, is also helping to produce and promote its promote the event. Uh, so uh, glad to see glad to see how this is going. Uh, it's a it's a definitely in line with what Google likes to do, or at least the public face they like to present. I'm sure we're going to see how good the 4K live streaming is from Pixel devices. Uh, the, the the only danger is that again there's there's some mean people on the internet which can say yeah thank god uh, thank god google put on like a put on a music event and now all the problems are gone thank you google maybe <laughs> i i so but it, but it's interesting it's, it seems it seems rare that you see companies like this decide to say no we are we are actually go, we are absolutely going to help co-launch a music festival and we're also not going to be uh uh, we're not going to be quiet about the fact that part of this is to create a positive impact uh, upon uh, the, the upon the world again through bands that some of which you've heard of and some of which you don't even listen to. And again, it was presented by Pixel. Yeah, phone by Google. It's pretty. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's very interesting. I, I guess Pixel uh, paid for the event. Is that is that kind of what we're gathering? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go with co co wrote the ch- co wrote checks. Wrote the check. uh, it does. It doesn't look like someone said, "Well, okay, if you give us some free Pixel phones to, for streaming, we'll let you like hang a couple of banners." It does look like uh, people who work for Google are helping to make some decisions on how to put this on and how to get people to know about it. So I, 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 that's why I kind of like to know exactly how deep they are into this. That's all. I find the five causes really interesting as well. It's, they're playing for generosity. They're playing for humanity. They're playing for Earth. They're stay tuned for equality. I assume that mean they're playing for equality and love as well. So you've got love, equality, Earth, humanity, generosity. Seems like good causes, but I don't know. When I hear the word cause, I almost think like charity or you know you're giving to something. I don't. I mean, I understand they want to share good vibes. The URL is goodfest.good.is, so it must be good. But I'm a little bit confused by this maybe it's because that's, that's the word for it <laughs> yes yeah, so, so i'm looking here the concert will raise money for nonprofits through ticket sales and online uh, donations 100 okay, percent okay. of the costs will go to what is it glass animals gig for example will go to donors but 100 of the cost so, will go to donors take that donors 
<laughs> so it looks like okay so i here's here's what i'm gathered from looking at the website it looks like like you said there's going to be a couple of different events in each one of those is for different uh different causes so one is for generosity one is for humanity so i'm assuming there's going to be nonprofits associated to that that the money will go to um and the ones where it says stay tuned i think they're still they're still finalizing who the artist is going to be there so it's it's not like, hold on, stay tuned for equality. Stay tuned for love. It's not here yet. Yeah, Bono so, was like, I'm not singing for love. Please, please. <laughs> and so, well, in, in, in the name of love, one more in the name of love. Like he's, he's actually sung it. But I mean, no, no, no pressure for these bands are like, they, they thought they were going to be just putting together the usual like six song set. And I hope, I hope that they wait and they, they give them advanced word. They don't wait until just about their being interviews until someone at Google with a clipboard saying, okay, um, you don't have to solve all five, but you're going to be responsible for love, uh, acceptance, uh, and hunger. So if you could get those three solved during your set. Also, there's a guy at the back. He really, really wants to hear Guantanamera uh, in a sort of a rock beat. Okay, it's, it's their birthday. So you know, if you could just say, hey, Shelly, happy 31st. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that you're actually 20? Oh, I make a big joke. About it. Anyway, you're on. Good. Go. Good luck for that. Hey, Google. What is love? Love is that feeling you get in your stomach when you just can't stop thinking about someone. Unless you've got indigestion. <laughs> oh, Google. I, I usually will sometimes they'll say they'll say are you trying to get me to sing a song? What is love, baby? Okay, never mind. Uh, but what so, is this thing called love? This so, funny thing called love. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and how do yeah, you solve I, its mystery? I, I, I have to. You can either buy tickets or set a live stream. So if they're all going to be at the same time, I'm curious if you have to just choose which live stream you're going to watch or if they're s- spread out. I have no idea. No, no. But, so uh, it's November 29th, December 9th, December okay. 12th. They, they spread them out a bit. Oh, I see. I see. So, so you technically could go from event to event. You, if you lived in America and have the means to travel, <laughs> you certainly could. Okay. Maybe maybe if you cool. ask a Pixel phone to take you there, it might have some secret like Google bus Ooh. that turns up to your house and be Ooh. like, let's go. It's music festival let's time. They'll, they'll send a self-driving car to drive me there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's why I Doing ask good. the Lord but, uh, in heaven above, what is gonna... this thing called love? Well, I will say to good, 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 that the, the marketing is uh, working because you took I went my to... heart and threw it away. I wish I knew this song, Andy. That's why along. I ask the Lord in heaven above, what is this thing called love? <laughs> Thank you. You've been great. Tip your waitresses. And Andy is going to be the next artist on the Good Is Tour. So uh, oh, I Andy, think Andy, I see why it says stay, stay tuned, tuned now. for love. Are you playing for equality? No, he's playing for love. Definitely Andy not equality. Yeah. Love. Stay yeah. tuned. Sign up. I'm going to oh, sign up. With a voice oh, no, like that, it's certainly not going to be for money. I'm going to be deeply disappointed <laughs> if I'm playing for money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the, one thing that I really enjoyed about this announcement, just to, I'm sorry, just, I'm, I've been making fun, but to, to, to be serious, is that this is the role that uh, these larger companies feels though uh, either they want to play or they're kind of pressured to play. I'm not even talking about uh, social uh, uh, social causes. I'm talking about we're not just selling you a Wi-Fi router. We are going to give you an arts festival, and we're going to give you uh, Facebook doesn't want to just say we are giving you uh, an app. We are giving you uh, Google, uh, Facebook Messenger, but we're also going to give you a, a, a video a, a video event in which we're all going to hold hands and do something together. Apple is now trying to create its own original content for Apple Music. Uh, and again, it's not so much that they're trying to create that into a separate business, but as they're trying to create a, a sort of like a house style, sort of we are cultural, we are artistic. Uh, we just, uh, the, the Apple released uh, their latest commercials and all of them, they look like like little movies that don't really make you think that it's an Apple commercial, and not not, not in a good or good way or a bad way. It's just that you have to. It's just a little movie about Frankenstein going shuffling into the middle of a town square and singing a song and trying to get everybody to sing along. And you know that okay, this could be a national. This could be a cola beverage. This could be a bank. This could be. <laughs> and part of it is we are the idea people who came up with this idea, and we are we, we like to think that. 
if you went to a certain concert of your uh, with your f- favorite bands, if Apple or Google or Facebook were a person, you would bump into one of us at that same concert. So it's it's an it's an interesting thing to see, especially with a enormous enormous powerful and sometimes scary organization like Google. I mean, I think it's it's totally like a first world problem, but I think a lot of uh, what kind of phone you have is also. There's people attribute what kind of like culture you're a part of. Like, okay, so I have a, a teenage niece and she really, really wanted an iPhone. And, you know, my sister and I were like, do you really want to spend the money uh, on an iPhone? Like, you know, you can find another Android phone that's going to get you a good deal. And she like, I think there was some form of, no, I really want this iPhone. Yes, she wanted the good camera. And this was like right before the Pixel. Uh, but she also, I think there was some form of, like all of her friends had Apple devices. And it's uh, it's a part of, it's about fitting in. But I think also the, the culture and the way the, the people people like brand themselves. I mean, Apple has always been really good about branding and being kind of this like cool hip, uh, hip uh, company that, you know, has uh, all these amazing ads that you're just like, I don't even need that device, but I am going to buy it because it makes me feel happy. You know, like the, the mm-hmm. ads make, it's going to fulfill something. Um, so I think it's good for Google to kind of step up and be a part of this. But I think more so uh, than, than culture, it really just kind of, I think that something that we always see within Google and Maybe everyone knows I'm such a, a Google fan fangirl. So of course really, I'm yes, going to say, of course, this no is, idea. you never no didn't idea. know that. But, but I think these are the stuff that Google actually does care about. I mean, if you think about their, their search results and how they integrate resources for you to get more educated and provide you um, some things. And yes, of course, they want you in their ecosystem because a lot of it's how they make money. Uh, but if we see it kind of sprinkled throughout all of their products that um, a lot of the stuff that they build just goes, it's not just about building a, a cool product or something. It's about usually uh, standing up for these issues that they've kind of established here. Yeah. And Apple uh, is at a disadvantage there. I do think that's part of their culture that we, uh, we are a company that does good, that tries to make the world better and tries to empower people. Um, they're a disadvantage to companies like Google and Facebook because uh, Google is a software company where they can, they make their money by giving people free things and hoping that they'll use them. Whereas Apple makes money. And this is again, this is not an accusation. This is just a. Uh, how they become how they're successful they make money when you buy hardware and unfortunately they also can't really make $35 computers and still be apple they have to make $2000 laptops and be apple so apple's kind of at a disadvantage because just last week uh Google gives away for free an app that a photo app that is optimized <laughs> towards taking all of your family photos and not doing the not doing as well as it could possibly do on a flatbed scanner, but saying that well here's a here's a photo taking app that will is optimized towards taking flat photos and at least they will be somewhere in the cloud so you can share them with people and at least they will be somewhere where there's not just one copy of this anymore and that kind of causes people to think oh isn't isn't Google nice that they're they're doing something very very helpful and I, I've I've always had this this shoebox full of stuff that ever since we cleaned out grandma's house that we haven't really done anything with. And now, especially for the holidays, I can now basically make this free album that we could share with the entire family all across the world. And Apple just isn't in a position where they can create stuff like that. So if they're going to remind people that they really do want to help you out, uh, they have to to find ways of making that message without reminding people that we do want at least $130. And I think they found a way by selling you a $300 book to put on your coffee table of all the products it was like it was like the perfect it was the perfect google marketing uh they were just i don't even know if the app was supposed to be released that day but the same day that apple's like here look at all of our beautiful products available yeah. for you for only the price of your arm leg and firstborn put on right. your coffee table show them all your awesome pictures and then google's like hey everyone you know those awesome uh, physical photos that you're going to lose? Here's an app that you can digitally store them because we are, you know, it's the future. Uh, it's kind of – yeah. I, I, I wrote a post about this, but it's like those are the two companies like side by side on the – it, Anyways, yes, I'm not going to get into this, such but it's like, I just, I, I, I have, I've never had children, okay? So I've never, fortunately, I've never had that sort of impossible to solve problem where your kid is like uh, 10 years old and he wants to go to school wearing like a beret. And you're like, oh, kid, you're, you're going to, uh, first of all, I'm glad that you want to be who you are. I'm not, I'm not 
discourage you for being that. I just hope you understand that you are going to get so much crap for doing this. I mean, that's all everybody's going to talk about for two days is your beret, and it's not going to be a positive thing. And any if you wet your pants like when you were in second grade, everybody who was there is going to bring that back up again. And that that's exactly. I hope that I would have had that exact same conversation with Apple. Or oh, okay. Well, first of all, I, I think I think it's good that you want to preserve a sense of history. I, I honestly think it's not that they want to sell these to consumers. They want design schools to have them in their libraries. But it's like, you know that everybody's going to give you crap for this. And, and they're not going to be wrong for doing that. And you're just going to have to deal with the fact that everybody's going to say, oh, thank you. I, I really wanted a headphone, a phone with a headphone jack, but thank you for trying to sell me a $300 <laughs> coffee table book that says how awesome you guys are. You know, first, I would say you be you. You know, you be you and, and do what you is. Fly your free flag. That's why you God gave it to you. <laughs> just, just, just embrace it. Um, but then, the next thing I would say is, oh gosh, I lost my thought <laughs> yeah. now because look, there's some candy over there. I gotta how run. About, how about, uh, how candy, about you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I had distracted, but it's uh, go yes, to bed as light as you uh, want tonight. It's fine. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Parenting how, how, done. How about, how about you release release a free copy of in the i in the iBook store? That's what I was gonna ask. Actually, well, no, on the iTunes store, is there gonna be an ebook version? Because you know what, uh, for less than for less than half the price of that book, I can get you an Android phone that will do more, will provide <laughs> you more use, and you can get the ebook version on it and still have it on your coffee table. Is that possible? And with the money left over, you can have a Raspberry Pi that, if you give to your child, <laughs> will be like the most awesome gift. That, that will that's what that will what turn your daughter from someone who is very very interested in using technology to uh, a young woman who's very interested in designing technology. Um, I've been doing I've been doing a lot more like uh, I'm, now I'm building stuff uh, more stuff I'm using with uh, with Raspberry Pi, and it's like I want to do nothing but every person I know who has a kid who's between 9 and 15 I want to give them a raspberry pi and an ebook that says here's how you here's how you get it to respond to a push button and put on a light and all the times I've seen I've seen kids who have these things who are like oh my god you have just built something more awesome than I could even conceive and you are one quarter of my age I must be very sad right now I got to say, Andy, this reminded me. A listener wrote in, I think this week or last week, begging uh, yeah. uh, you and me to do a Raspberry Pi uh, podcast. They're like, you guys have to start a Raspberry pod- uh, Pi podcast on Relay FM. You'd, you'd get so many listeners. There'd be so many cool like stories you could cover. And Yasmin wants to say something. I, I I have to say something. I'm kind of offended that I was not included in the Raspberry Pi conversation here. Right? I'm. It's just, uh, it- I'm in. If you if you guys want to do a Raspberry Pi podcast, you know, even if even if you want to do, I, I'm serious. Even if you want to because, do because one Andy special Russell episode love of material, Raspberry Pi so much. No, no, no. no I'm, so I'm offended evident. that I was included. I, I don't think I've ever actually. I think I own one Raspberry Pi, the original, somewhere in a drawer, and I don't think I've ever hooked it up to anything. I feel so ashamed. I'm like, this is going to be perfect. I'm going to program it. I'm going to install Linux. I'm going to do this. And then I put it in a drawer, and I'm like, oh, I completely forgot that you existed. Sorry, sorry, little Raspberry Pi. That's okay, but to, well, well, we have to, to we have to bring this around to Android. Uh, there are attempts to put uh, uh, to put Android onto Raspberry Pi. It's just that the Raspbian operating system, which is a variant of uh, of Debian, uh, it's good enough that no one is saying, "Well, gosh, if only we had a real operating system for it." So right now, there's there's a lot of pro- there are a couple of really serious projects to get that happening. But right now, it's at that level of it works, except you can't really have Wi. Well, it can have Wi-Fi, but it can't does this, and you can't use that. That, but it is technically, and we're trying. We think we might be able to have access to the Google Play Store soon, uh, and that's going to be pretty damn cool. But it's, it's I, I, I'm, I'm still on about it because I gave a, a keynote at a, uh, at, a, uh, at a at a conference last week, and the the, the big the big reveal was that I, I showed off a computer that I designed and built around the Raspberry Pi that was designed to be like Andy Anatko. If if there's only one consumer and his name is Andy Anatko, and all he wants to do with this product is to write stuff with it, here is how, what it would look like. And it's not like, hey, I've made a drawing of it. It's like, okay, well, if I get a Raspberry Pi, it will it will take me a couple of weeks to figure it out. But I can actually build the computer that would be perfect for me for writing. And I'll be darned, I actually 
actually, <laughs> I, I you know I, I've, I've stopped my it was my first pie project. But it was the first time I was anything like that ambitious, and it was not not hard at all. It's just anyway, I can't. I, I'm, not, I'm going off topic, <laughs> I, but I, really I think it's love just pie. proof that you need to start this uh, Raspberry Pi podcast, <laughs> so, Russell, or not. I mean, not Russell, Andy, or include it in your almanac. I don't know if that will be a topic of discussion. Ooh. I'm good. I'm I'm going to be actually. I've I've talked to uh, the creators of the Raspberry Pi in the past, and we're going to be doing another show <gasps> in which I talk to them again. In which I'm like, oh, you know, I told you how like the last time I was only using Raspberry Pi for like cool, it's like gonna, little fun things, gonna, but now it's like, oh my gosh, I had to, I had to. it's going to so. be as mean and Arte all over again. <laughs> yeah, I love you so much. Please don't go. I, 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 I did not say I love you. I did not say that. Uh, not too. No. So um, I, I have I have the biggest tone change we ever had. I don't know how to do a segue to this, Andy. I'm just going to read the headline of the oh. next story. So we've just gone from Google is Amy. They're hosting music. <laughs> Um, festivals. It's about you know five cool causes. There's there's wiggly butt people doing gift dances on this webpage, and we go to delivery drones will mean the end of ownership. There you go, commies. Whoa, but good commies. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is. Oh, I, I really am urging everybody to go to the Verge. They have an amazing in depth interview with Astro Teller, who with a name like that could only become the head of Google's innovation lab, the uh, the X Lab. Uh, and it's exactly the sort of interview you almost never get from people in that level of uh, level of, uh, of of depth at a company. I mean, you'll get you'll get interviews with uh, uh, Johnny Ive, but he he won't be talking. He won't be talking about specifics and he won't be talking about he's usually so ephemeral that it could be talking about everything uh he, got, he had a lot of stuff that really made you think um starting with the cheap stuff uh he apparently he, re- he wears rollerblades quote everywhere comma all day according to the interviewer okay that's your feet are going to get kind of whiffy because they're not really designed for that but okay that, that's fine um he uh, also gave you the trivial stuff. Uh, he they did ask him. God bless uh, the Verge. This person needs to get a twenty dollars bonus for asking this question. Uh, he answered that yes, he has had a burrito delivered drone, uh, and he <gasps> describes the experience yes. as wait a quote, burrito actual- delivered drone. That's pretty cool. Yes, a drone, a drone comes up and just gives you a burrito, uh, wow. and we, we we are like dogs. Like if you just like a, a, a golden retriever, if you just give him like a give him a cookie or a piece of bacon. There you go. Help yourself to anything in the house. I will help you commit crimes. If you, if uh, the way the to, uh, that I will trust drones is if suddenly there's like a little like cartoon glove extends at the door and goes knock 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 and hands you a burrito and I'm like, mind if I just fly around and take some pictures of the through the windows of your house? Thank you, absolutely. You got hey, you, you know that I like the barbacoa type. Thank you very much, absolutely for burritos. You can do anything like that. Um, but he describes the experience as quote actually slightly magical. Uh, and uh, but then, of course, goes on to say, uh, I don't know why people fix, seem to fixate on the burrito thing uh, with, without being offended by it. But he says it cor- correctly. I think correctly when you put that much work into something that is poten- potentially a transformative technology. And really, I, you could get, I could get a burrito like in five minutes. But he goes on to say th- some things that are actually pretty far reaching. Astro Teller does not like burritos. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll sorry, ha- I'll, have, track, I'll have his. I'm sorry. Maybe, that, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that's why he wants a burrito delivery to get them out of out of his his, his venue. They are they are kind of stinky. I would never. That's the one food item. If there were a Chipotle like right in the airport, I would be ah oh, damn it. I really want a burrito, but I can't take that aboard a plane because I don't want to be that person who brings a stinky piece of food aboard a plane. Uh, Andy, you be you. You be you. <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll be me, don't, but I'll, don't you I'll, be you. No tuner in the office I'll, allowed. I'll, I'll be the person that everybody is like angry with on the plane. I don't want to be that. Um, yes, I, I quote. I think people overfocus on drones plus plus burritos. I guess I understand why they can overfixate on that. Um, but here, but here's the here's the the quote that uh, again get back to uh, drones meaning the end of ownership. Uh, an angle of drones that I hadn't really thought about. Um, I'm quoting him here. Every time we have as a as a society as a species removed another big chunk of the friction in how physical things are moved around the physical world and in hyphens uh, boats, planes, trains, horses, the Pony Express, the mail system, we have profoundly changed society. It's easy for us to see those things looking backwards because we've become used to not having the frictions that have been removed. 
moved. If we could move from an ownership society to an access society where having it now wasn't important, but having it when you need it, it would dramatically, magically change the world. And he uses this example of like, uh, I, I have power tools. Uh, I have uh, two cordless drills. I have, a, I, have a, 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 I have a circular saw, but it's not like I'm using these things every day. So he's suggesting, well, what if instead of, if for these things that you don't use every day, you could just like press a button on an app and then a drone simply delivers or lends you a, 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 lends you that, that power drill or that power saw on your doorstep half an hour after you need it. And then when you're done with it, you put it back in the box, back in the doorstep and a, and a drone comes and picks it up and takes it back away again. Uh, it means that I don't, it, I don't have to invest $200 in power tools when I just need it for a couple of hours. Um, he also, but he goes, it's interesting where he talks about things like, uh, uh, the knock-on effects of that were what if it could appear at the door whenever you need one batteries drain in drawers because you buy boxes of them so you can have them on demand so they would be able to manufacturers would be manufacturing fewer of these things uh you wouldn't have to create so many resources and building more drills than people need at this point i'm thinking i love i love this man's ideas but i think the the people who are who make their living on an assembly line manufacturing cordless drills they like the idea that I have a drill that I can access whenever I, that I own my own drill. Uh, but it does it does really uh, it does really talk about how we don't really understand what the what the real potential and implications are of something until it's out there, it's part of the infrastructure, and now people are using it however they want to use it. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting because uh, our family was talking about self driving car, and we were having this discussion. We're like, I wonder, you know. We could, if our family were to buy a self-driving car, um, and I don't know if the system allows for it, but essentially you could have like one car for your entire family, uh, even like not just your immediate family, but like within your your family that lives nearby. Because at what point do you use the car at the same exact moment each time? Yes, maybe when you're going to work or leaving work, it could be potentially something that kind of interferes. But in essence, a lot of the time, you know, you don't have that car, so. You could have one car that your um, extended family uses that can pick everyone up and, you know, it would just be one car, one gas tank, and everyone's sharing this responsibility. Um, so, but it, because you, the only way you could do this is if it was self-driving, right? Because it's, you're not actually getting in the car and driving it and going, it's actually doing all of that for you. So it is a very interesting to kind of think about this. I even, I think, uh, I was listening to, I don't know if it was recode, uh, decode, but there was another one was thinking about the same idea of self-driving cars. And, and they were saying like, what about if cars, um, you didn't actually own cars and you created more of this environment where you walked everywhere. And if you needed a car, yes, you could get like a self-driving car and no one actually owns it. I mean, I think in, especially um, in rural America, I know in the cities, it's not that common, but in rural America, like in Arizona, the city is so spread out. Like Arizona, Phoenix, and it's called the Phoenix metro area is a pretty huge um, city. But it's not like New York or San Francisco where every, it goes up high and so all the buildings you could just walk block for block and go get some food. Everything is really sprawled out and especially it gets really, really hot. So in a lot of instances, a car is – I'm not going to say a necessity. I mean it's something that really does help people. Like yes, we have uh, the metro that can get, you can get around, but it, it makes it really hard for people that don't have their own transportation because everything's kind of spread out and far away. Um, but it's just – it is interesting to think about – if there was someone that can help you in that arena, like a self-driving car or dr delivery drone, how would that change your life? I think about when I had my daughter and I ran out of milk and I was like, oh my goodness, I have to figure out how to get a small child to the grocery store just to buy a gallon of milk because... I, if I don't get a gallon of milk, like this is going to be a disaster. And this was before uh, like Postmates and stuff. So, or not even Postmates, but any of the other uh, grocery delivery ones. Like if I had that, it would have made my life so much easier. Um, and so these are all things where, you know, a lot of people uh, will kind of make fun of all those automated ta like task uh, apps that would like, okay, go, you know, I, I need to clean my house or whatever, go find someone to clean it. Or, and it's like, oh, it's all elitist type stuff. Um, but a lot of the things that they were saying, it's like, you know, for people that are working multiple jobs just to try to make en ends meet, not having to go to the grocery store or if even yeah. if they don't have the car to lug all these groceries and going on the bus and lugging it all around and carrying it to your house, like that is a lot of effort. So just think about what service they're providing for an extra, you know, $5 
they can go grocery shop it, deliver it to your door, and you don't have to go do that, and you have groceries. Like, I, I think it's um, it's just amazing the world that I know that my daughter is going to live in the future. Like, in the most uh, minimal way, my husband and I were talking about how you used to have to call, you used to either look at the newspaper or call a movie phone to find out what time the movie was playing in the theater. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, okay, material, what movies are playing? <laughs> and then it tells you. It's just like, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I've, I've talked in the past about how I've been without a car now for about a year and a half. And one of the things that makes it possible, and obviously people think people will talk about things like, oh, well, there's Uber and there's a Zipcar for like sharing cars. But it's just as simple as the idea of now there is Google Maps that can tell me when the when the bus is coming or when this train is coming or here's the route to take you. If you make a smart decision where you can decide if I have a car in the driveway, oh, it'll actually only take me about 30 minutes more to go via public transportation. I will have to change trains or change to a bus at some point but here is the route there's a the, the, my favorite example is uh i'm for all of my life uh or rather let's say for 20 years of my life uh I'm, i might be hanging around or doing something in harvard square and then i'm going to go to coolidge corner in brookline which is not that far away but it's uh, it's where i often hang out with friends and it has a really good comic book shop and movie theater but it's really really hard to get uh, by the public transportation system because the way i would have done it would have been uh Harvard Square is on one line of the subway, so take one line into centrally into town to change to another one that go back out again. And it wasn't until I had it, it occurred to me that oh well, there are buses going through, all the way through Harvard Square. I wonder if one of them is good. And only the Google app was able to tell you oh by the way, if you walk three minutes this way, there is a bus that literally goes from where you are right now to Coolidge Corner where you're going, and will get you there in twenty minutes instead of an hour. That's the sort of empowering stuff. And I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I love this I, I love this interview so much because it really did make you think and i just came back from uh, another trip and something that that this this interview kind of made me think of is it really is about moving stuff around and there's so much damage that gets done just by trying to get that that gallon of milk from the supermarket to your home or uh, i was thinking that what if you could do something as simple as uh, i travel enough that uh, if I could just simply pack a bag, uh, and maybe maybe it would be like a hard bag, like but I actually have a, a, a camera, a, like roller bag that's designed for camera equipment, but I use it for my stuff. Uh, I could easily pack what is my usual bag for three or four days, and it has pants that work for me, socks, underwear. Uh, it has like a, uh, I have duplicates of my chargers, uh, uh, and that really just I try to keep a bag kind of. 50% packed so that I don't have to go the night before I travel looking for a charge, looking for cables. I would happily pay for a certain service that was just, here is my, here's the bag that I travel with. And so whenever I, whenever I'm about to travel, a drone or perhaps just someone in a, in a car <laughs> comes to my house uh, or, or uh, the, the first time picks up this bag and then it arrives in my hotel. And then the next uh, level of sophistication is that it simply goes into storage somewhere that I don't need to care where it goes into storage. They just simply, someone, being paid a lot of money, launders all all the stuff that's in there, (laughs) repacks it, and then the next time I need it, say, oh, I need my travel bag in San Francisco uh, at the W Hotel, and I need it there by 3 p.m. on this date. Uh, And of course, I would still board the plane with a suit jacket that I that I didn't don't normally need, or a laptop that I don't want to do do without for three or four months. But imagine how much nicer flights would be if uh, nobody has to really carry that much on board. It's just whatever. Whenever you board, stuff this one bag underneath your seat. There is no baggage claim. There's no baggage pickup. They're not wasting fuel on transporting people's clothes from one place to another. Again, it's just these these big ideas that translate really well. Uh, please tell me that they're also going to have a cleaning service. That's why I said yeah, that. I'm locker, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so there we go. Small part. I I just started focusing on this. Like, oh man. Or there might be there cleaners. might be an explicit no no underpants policy. <laughs> 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 but uh, they, again, I, I really, I really do uh, urge all of you to read this. I did. I also. Uh, uh, the ending of it, or one, one part of it, I was so perfect that I kind of uh, copy and pasted it because I wanted to make sure we read it in its entirely. Um, the question, uh, one, one of the last questions: What is the thing or the project that X is doing right now that you think will have the most impact on society in five or ten years? 
And Astro replies, I'm not going to pick the favorite of my children. That's not a winning proposition, but I'm going to give you my honest answer. I hope that in the end, when we look back at X 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the process that I've described to you, our attempt to systemize innovation to get that balance of crazy optimism and really hard skepticism married together and balanced will be just right. If we can get that right enough and demonstrate enough times that we have at least somewhat systemized innovation, I'm hopeful that it will turn out to be the thing that has the benefit biggest impact rather than any one of the projects that comes out of X. And in one of the follow-ups, he clarifies saying that, you know, which think about uh, Henry Ford uh, and his anima- innovations, which one was more important? And some people might think, oh, well, of course, it's the, the Model T. Uh, but actually, it's the process by which the Model T is manufactured, because the Model T was obsolete five years after it was introduced. But the manufacturing process that lets you punch out that many per day and sell them for $500, that's what really had 100 years worth of uh, impact. So he's hoping that the process by which you take crazy ideas and turn them into uh, practical ideas that change the world, he's hoping that that's the thought process, that's the thing that will change the world. And that really gets you revved up about what's happening inside Google. It's it's not always about hoping that they have color LEDs on the back of the next phone, is it? (laughs) It is, although at the same time it's that whole intersection of i don't know what you call it utopia or dystopia like it's oh we could live in a world where you know drones deliver all the things i need and nobody needs a car and my groceries are delivered and then you're like yeah but in that same world like all our postal workers are out of work all our taxi drivers are out of work all our uh, bus and and truck drivers are out of work it's that weird sort of intersection of like here's all this amazing technology that's going to help us out but there's there's going to be some upheaval as well and i think that's that's the interesting part of prognosticating into the future it's like all these things they're not far off. You know, the driverless car is definitely, you know, here in the next few years. A lot of these things are here. It's like, what impact are they going to have on society? And it's interesting to think about, you know, this this Google sort of research division. I think it's just called X now. It's not even Google X yeah. anymore. Um, what sort of impact they'll be having? Because it's exciting to chase that technology. It's I'm all for it. Like, I don't think we should slow down and be like, no, the horse is the greatest achievement ever. And if we bring out cars, then cart drivers are going to be out of business or whatever. Like, it's not that but it is that sort of rushing forward and then kind of having to clean up you know things as you go that i think is is also kind of an interesting side effect of technology that we don't always think about i think that's why the importance of researchers like it's so evident here because you really do have to think about this technology that i'm making uh how can it be used for good and in what ways can it be used for for bad and are we gonna build something in place to, to help make sure that doesn't happen or at least control it. You know, I think a lot of the tech companies were so forced to go fast, 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 go, go, go without sometimes thinking about the implications of it. And so um, I'm glad that uh, hopefully Google is thinking about this stuff, you know, and I mean, some of the stuff is just kind of like, I'm sorry, there's no other solution, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. being mindful there's, of that. There, the, the, the only things that kind of, as I'm reading this, Kind of make me think. Oh, okay, I, I, if I were the interviewer, here's the questions that here, here's how I would ask the follow up question to that. Uh, some of Astro's answers uh, make you think of this is the this is the worldview of someone who works in a lab coming up with far reaching ideas, who has a very good high paying job, <laughs> and whose retirement plan is already probably fully funded. Uh, we uh, talking about uh, how. Uh, uh, AI might displace jobs, and he talks about oh well. Think about the how the think about the lever, about how it used to take uh, ten per, ten men uh, an hour to lift this whole, lift and move this one rock, and with the lever now it, it didn't it didn't mean that we now have uh, one person moving rocks. Now we have ten people moving twice as many rocks, and so. I had two reactions to that. Said so I wish that he had come up with an analogy that made me think of slave labor, labor building the pyramids. Number one. <laughs> uh, number two. That that's okay, that's I, I see your point, but that's not how it happens. It means that. The company says, oh, now we can move twice as many rocks and fire eight people. <laughs> or And then once oh, those eight yeah, people yeah. get fired, the community says, oh, well, the, the other two people think, wow, you're really lucky to have a job. I suppose you really don't want to form a union because if you unionize, it's going to increase our costs and we're going to have to fire more people to make up for it. Or we could like just hire some other some of the eight people that we fired who are probably okay to have a job without being a you know there are a lot of things that uh, I think you I do think you can overthink 
these things. At some point, you have to hold your nose and dive in, unless unless you have like autonomous weaponized drones enforcing the will of corporate security organizations. That I think that you don't want to go ahead uh, without a lot of forethought. But sometimes you just have to say, we're going to have this thing called the internet. It's going to be great for some things. It's going to be terrible for other things. But it's too good an idea not to just see what happens. We're going to have drones. They're going to deliver some things. Some things might be bad, but some things are going to be burritos. And that is why we're building burritos are uh, Burritos Delivery. are attainable. We will live to see a burrito in our lifetimes. <gasps> Google, my dying, uh, you know, before I'm a, I'm a uh, before I, I'm, I'm not, my last days, just uh, make a burrito delivery happen. Drone delivery, burrito. It's I, I don't have a very, you know, high dream. If you had to prognosticate, Yasmin, on what episode of material will your burrito be delivered? We're currently up to episode 74. Ooh. We do one a week. Ooh. What episode are we going to be talking about? Yasmin just got oh a burrito delivered by a drone. See, uh, maybe by episode like a thousand or something. I don't know how thousand much. A thousand and something. I hope I it's sooner know. than that. No, I'm saying what, in a thousand when I'm CEO of Google. Oh, I see. That will be like my first app. <laughs> can't uh, all the, the projects. Just give me the burrito. <laughs> just can't them. Just give me the burrito. They're like, Yasmin, that's a uh, technology is years, years old. And they're like, just make it happen. I need my just burrito. Just in, indulge me. Indulge me this one thing. <laughs> indulge me, please, please. <laughs> all right, everyone. I think that's a good uh, place to wrap it up. And we want to thank everyone for listening. And we hope that this was an enjoyable episode for you. And Andy, where can people find you and connect with you online? Uh, if you can spell my last name, you have the keys to the uh, Anatko Wonderland. That's I'm Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram, and my blog is at anatko.com. I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T as in Tom, K-O. I will be sweating, however, behind a, a roiling uh, sous vide machine. Uh, for the next, th- 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 we're gonna have to read. We're gonna have to redefine all of the complaints that our parents and grandparents used to make about how hard they're working. I'm, I'm gonna have three sous vide baths running in the kitchen at the same time, and I hope these kids uh, are, are appreciate the amount of work I'm doing and dialing a number, then pushing a button, and then going away for two or three hours and doing stuff uh, on my computer. Yes, we want to wish all of our uh, United States listeners a happy Thanksgiving. It's gonna drop on Thanksgiving Day. Russell, what will uh, where can people find you? Uh, if people can oxidize a book-holding surface, that's all you need to do to find me on Twitter. I'm at Rusty Shelf. And I'm at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. And I also will be on All About Android this week. So that one actually comes out before our show. Um, so before our go, show? Go, uh, check me out. <gasps> Inception. <gasps> I know. They, they record live. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. So they record live and it's going to be out and then... You get it. So And also you can hear me uh, talking to my Google Home. Hey, Google. I need a hug. I'm giving you a virtual hug right now. There was a there was one when I asked it for a hug and it actually said, "Now if you like wrap your arms around me, I will I like uh, it was something where it was actually asking you to like hug it and it was like, "I will try to hug you back." It was really cute. So it's, it's just trying Google to co- it's just trying to collect you. heartbeat data. More it's always <laughs> always acquiring data. <laughs> They're like, no, Yasmin, please They're pass shifty. me directly on your heart. <laughs> and you can find us online on Twitter at, at Material Podcast. Find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Send us feedback. Material podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay in material. Boom 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 boom. <laughs> Have a great Thanksgiving, oh, Russell. Ha- so have a good yeah, Thursday. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, enjoy. You get Thursday <laughs> and Friday. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Russell, thanks Thursday, for. Friday. Yes, we have Thursday and Friday off. Enjoy. So, enjoy Cheers. working. And I look forward to some pictures of the sous vide, Andy. You will. If the iPhone is waterproof, they might be from underneath. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see how well it does at 140 degrees. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it's, it's just going to get as hot as a pixel in daydream. There you go. Bye. Not as hot as a Samsung, though. Goodbye. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.